And I'll, I'll uh, do a, if those of you know Pali or can pronounce Pali, you can chant along in Pali or do it in Pali and English. I am of the nature to age, I have not gone beyond aging. I am of the nature to sicken. I have not gone beyond sickness. I am of the nature to die. I have not gone beyond dying. Sabe he may be manape he na na bawo vinabawo. All that is mine, beloved and pleasing, will become otherwise, will become separated from me. Kama sagomi kama dayando. Mayoni kamma bandu kamma padisara noyam kamman karitsant kalyanam wa papa kamwa sadayando bawisamiti. I am the owner of my kamma, heir to my kamma, born of my kamma, related to my kamma, abide supported by my kamma. Whatever karma I shall do, for good or for ill, of that I will be the heir. Ewang hang bang. Thus we should frequently recollect. So the practice of <coughs> recollection, <coughs> recollect this good Maranusati, recollection on mortality. <coughs> it's uh, one of the topics that was frequently encouraged. Uh, uh, so it's something one should, uh, it's recommended to recollect at least once a day. <coughs> first seems kind of strange or even disturbing but after a while you get the the point of it um,
One point about it is it's the universal. There is no one who is beyond this, any of it. <clears throat> so as a recollection of what recollections are about, of taking topics like, you know, like this one, or karma, as a, as a, as a concept, you take it in, you hold it carefully, and the perception comes up. Or a feeling comes up, maybe sobering, maybe uncomfortable, maybe, well, so what, shrugging. You take it again and you place it there. <clears throat> you get the feeling for that, <clears throat> the resonance of that. Separation, ending. Finite. Losing. Separation, losing. Not having, not being in the presence of that which is familiar, the known the planable, the controllable, the manageable. Mm. Having the loss of that. <clears throat> so there's a kind of, uh, if we do it gently enough, because at the moment we are alive, do it carefully, gently enough, it's a sense of just taking our attention to a place where we experience and know what vulnerability means or feels like. Doing this the frame of recollection rather than the sudden shock. Frame of recollection. Knowing what vulnerability feels like. And we're doing it carefully, so that any recollection we cultivate the sense of presence, here we are now, upright, clear, not in a panic, not in a scramble. So you can feel the sense of the subtle strength, the subtle presence of the bodily, the mind is, is, can fun- is functioning, yeah. We're holding that, having that sense, and that just having the sense of vulnerability also. So the two are together. One is also one is strong, one is steady, one is clear. There's also the vulnerability. Place the two together. <clears throat> move or move between one and the other. So we are. holding our vulnerability rather than feeling lost in it. Holding our vulnerability rather than feeling suddenly thrown into it. (coughs) Conscious of it. Rather than defending it, shrugging it off or anything of that nature. Just holding it carefully. 
using it so that some of the planning of the future that's another level there is a functioning purpose in planning for the future but at this level there isn't this is the place where the future stops no control, no management, no future holding that certain nakedness, a certain openness to that breathing into that steadying oneself within that this is a journey we will all make (coughs) of this there is no doubt So we're like preparing ourselves for the, for the voyage, for the journey. So it doesn't take us by surprise or as something that shouldn't be happening. Preparing ourselves for the journey. Contemplating what that feels like now. Sometimes using it at the end of the day just to help to Soften some of the planning, the future. Well, now, got to get this, got to get that. What happens if you pass away tonight? Where's all that gone? Holding that. Bringing us into something much more delicate. They feel some senses of sadness, holding that, being with that. Fear, being with that, holding that. <coughs> These are not easy, but this, so you keep moving between here we are now, the uprightness, the strength, the steadiness, the clarity. And just touching into some of that delicacy and a sympathy that arises. You don't do anything, you don't try to do anything, but you feel the sense of the poignant. Isn't this the case? And then isn't this the case for all, each and every one of us here? And anyone who will be here anyone in the past, the future, pleasant, unpleasant, horrible, wonderful, noble, ghastly, isn't this the case for all of them, all of us? Just finding where we are at this level in the experience of existence this place we are all brothers and sisters
seeing this is the way we must go, are we free to go? Is anything holding us back? Anything holding us down? Any weight? Any baggage? Anything we regret? Our own actions or deeds? Can be the time to sympathize with who one was then. Say, this one, I don't have, I can let this person, this one pass. The person I was in that action, can let this one pass. I can sympathize with that one. Let her, let him pass on. Letting bits of our karma pass on. Bits of the inheritance. The the vipaka, actually. The old stuff. This moment, there's no chance of fixing it. We can't go back. There's no tribunal to explain it to. Now is the time to soften, accept that being that one was with her confusion or uncertainties, her stupidity or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Give that. Anyone else in the past? Hmm. We have remorse about or feeling hurt by, disappointed by, you know, all that. Even just, even if it's just today, hmm. any of it. And of course, this past is long, isn't it? So we just say, well, just open the door to the past and see if any, anyone walks in, any feeling, any sense of parent. Old friend, old, old problem. 
who they were, how we sensed them, how we sense them now, how we've held them with our regret or our enmity or our confusion, how we're holding them in our hearts. It's time to let them go free. It's focusing on them as the person, not the action. Let them free of their actions, their confusions, their whatever. How they, how you felt with them. Notice that. Check that one out. Breathing in, breathing out. Just give yourself a chance to move freely. through the heart things released through the heart whatever is felt As always, we don't go into the stories, just the simple one word, feeling, perception, sense.
coming into the present, coming to the present, feeling the presence of our this bodily form, the soft structure, movement of the breathing, subtle warmth of the body. <clears throat> Steadying. Recollecting that our possessions, our responsibilities, things we own or have, or accoutrements, all this, uh, can we let that pass? Will our job be unfinished? With a sense of, well, you know, to gently relinquish it. And the ones we are with now, as if we are carefully taking leave, with uh, gratitude, blessings, forgiveness, just gently steadily, graciously taking leave, slowly. whatever is felt in that in that gesture
taking leave with the blessing, offering the blessing. Taking leave in what we what we like to leave behind as a something we pass on. Pass on the blessing. Poising in the here, where we are here, where the here-ness feels, where you feel the sense of here, presence, awareness. blessing of that resting in the blessing Just reorienting around the feeling of the body. What tells us we still have a body? The simplicity of it, simple presence, physical form, its energy, its sensations, the gift of it. We have this form to make use of. We rent it for a lifetime.
just coming reorienting to the sense world, the sights, sounds. It's coming back into a more tangible level, sense consciousness. Letting yourself reorient to being in this room, being here. a few moments to stretch whatever needs to be stretched wiggle what needs to be wiggled So So I'd like to, I'd like to <clears throat> talk about including it all. <clears throat> I 
Someone is asking here about the uh, primal sympathies, this equivalent to compassion. Um, these are, of course, these are words. But uh, primal sympathy is, is what happens when you include it all. It, uh, it's not something you really do, even subtly. It's just something that happens when you get the whole picture. You know, you get the whole picture. It's like, yeah, because when you get the whole whole picture, you see the changeability, the fragility, the changing nature of it, the, the patterning of it, and that, that particular kind of way, that particular view, there's no real me in it or you in it, or certainly there's no should be in it, no, you know, no reasoning in it. You just get the whole picture of how it is. You feel these currents and forms and, you know, arise. The tyrants and angels and the ones we love and the people who annoy us, our own dark spaces, our bright aspirations, our wobbly frightened patches uh, muddling along strength <laughs> you know a kind of everyday courage just to, to keep going you know the tenacity and the fortitude to keep going you know and the, the carrying the burdening the love the sharing why include it all you know <laughs> what do you say you know, this is where the judgments stop. Is it good? Well, no. Is it bad? Well, no. Is it right? No. Wrong? No. Her fault? No. Just you know, it's just this is it. This is the, the kind of uh, you know, the realm of becoming is like this. Many many skeins, many many strands, many many layers of waves and forms, and you just. When you come to that place, when you see it like that, you just love it all. Doesn't mean you like it all, but there's that primal sympathy of just you, you love it all. And of course, the word love is you can all kinds of meanings you can get in that, but it's 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 not a certainly not hanging on, seeking something, just this primal sympathy. <clears throat> The, the bit when <clears throat> it's not as I say emphasizes not something you do but it can be the basis for something that you do it can be the basis for the arising of of a, a volition an intention of compassion you know oh it's when you see the suffering of it oh may beings not be hurt uh, when you see the beauty of it oh it's a wonderful the mudita rejoicing when you see the uh, the lovable or that which which is uh, you can give something to, you know, that which can needs your needs your support, you can give something to. You know, the quality of metta, kindness. Oh, I can, you know, compassion, protecting. Now these may very well arise. Or when you just see the whole thing, that sense of 
Well, just be with this. Yeah. Stay, stay tuned in to this channel. These currents are fo- unfolding and folding up. Weather's storming through. The clouds are coming. The sun is moving in and out. You know, just watch this space. It's in a, in a, just feeling the dynamics of it. Of course, it's not exactly watching it. It's feeling it. Let the feelings flow. Let them pass. Let them move. Let them arise. Let them be the way they are. That feeling of, I don't want it to be any other way than the way it is. There's a place in which I do want it to be other than the way it is. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> They're quite, you know, go there quite easily, quite often. But there's a place when I, I don't want it to be other than the way it is because I think this is the way it is. You know, when you want to get edgy about it and resisting it and I want to be able to be with it as, as it is. I don't want it to be other than that. In that particular place, that's equanimity. Hmm? And of course, you can't, you know, before any of these can arise truly, really purely, there's the basic sympathy, which means you've kind of taken the self out of it, taken the position out of it, taken the, you know, you've let that one go, and it's just this, and you see these forms, and there's that, you know, you're not held in it, and there's a free giving. It's primal sympathy. So it's the, to so say, it's the, it's the resonance that the Buddha taught from. Recognizing just some sense of fellow, you say fellowship, you know, kinship, fellowship. On a, on a almost like a cellular level, is that acknowledgement? You know, at one level, at a certain point, just like me, just like me, does not want pain, just like me, wants happiness, just like me, subject to mortality, just like me, subject to illness, just like me, you know, having well. You know, these kind of all this predicament, at least this, just like me. You could look at a rabbit like that, you know, or a pig, or a tyrant, you know. You try to see past the changing appearance. So often it helps if you think of a you know, tyrant or a dictator or government minister or something, imagine them taking a nap. A tyrant having a little nap. You think, oh well. Suddenly, he's, he's out of role, isn't it? Yeah. You know. Think of some kind of tyrant with flu, you know, feeling sorry for himself. <laughs> so, you know, when you kind of just start to mould the perception a little bit because I'm sure he does. The tyrants probably, you know, have get colds, get flus, stub their toes, you know, all kinds of things that we do, and they don't like it. And uh, probably tyrants have pets and dogs, and you know, like to play golf or whatever, and get fun and enjoyment. Don't want pain. So, you know, when you kind of widen the lens to include 
all the manifold manifestations, then you can't really have these sharp edges around people. You can't have cutouts anymore. You can't have cardboard cutouts. And it's just that. And then that's when the primal, what I call primal sympathy occurs. Those wonderful things is it's not that it's not it's not a thought. You can't think it. You can't figure it. You, it's not a justification. It's not excusing or atoning for anything. It's not anything. Comment about the person. It's it's almost prior to that. Just almost like at a cellular level, of you know, not physical cellular, but realizing the way that the mind is, the way that karma happens. It's some gut sense of that. And naturally, the more that you get this uh, sense of being able to handle some of your own patterning from that place of this is the arising, this is the feeling, this is the struggling, this is the movement, it's like this. And that widening, softening, being able to include it. Including, instead of trying to change it and push it out, which is our normal habit, how do I get rid of my worry, my doubt, my so forth, my regrets, my guilt. Don't get rid of them. Include them. Yeah. But you include them not as a adding to a burden of stuff one thinks about, but soberly going to this very basic level of even so these are these are these are forms, these are feelings, these are energies. There's no, there's nothing original about any of this. <laughs> it's not copyright. You know, everyone's got these. These are the forms that arise. Mm. Of course, the details are, are personal, but we can't resolve them at the personal level because they still they become our person. A person can't resolve a person. So that which has become us with our nervy patches and our wounded patches and so forth, that, that can't do it. Mm. So, but you're not trying to eradicate that person or be another person, but that's the form as it is. With its strengths, it has strength, otherwise it would not have survived, it would not be coming through. It has basic strength, but it has patterning like a tree. You go outside and try and find a straight tree with no knots in it. Yeah. With no lumps sticking out of it. And yet you see the strength of that tree coming up, bits chopped off, and all that, and yet this, the, the main thing you sense is the strength and the dignity of the tree. Yeah. So, you know, so... You, but you know, if you looked at it, you probably see the places where it's been carved into, or bits chopped off, or twisted, or bent over. You look at that and you think, "Yeah, it looks like me, actually." <laughs> <laughs> the older they get, the older you get, the more gnarls you get <laughs> printed onto your body and mind. <laughs> bits chopped off, bits gone, <laughs> twisted up. This is as good as it could be now. (laughs) And yet within that, there is the primary strength. It's still 
you're rising up, still holding it together. You know, now, a kind of when we look at it from the another place, we think, oh, this isn't so nice, this isn't so good, this isn't that. But you look at it in a very, what I call, primary way, just as a form in nature. Say, so this is, you know, it's, it's still holding, it's still bearing, it has a wonderful strength to it. And a, a very, when we fundamental, at a primary level, it's also able to sympathize, it's empathic. This is basic nature. It has clarity, it has strength, it has empathy. Now, when we look at the personality rather than the person, you know, like the, if you look at the details of the history, then, you know, we can lament over the scars and the shapes and the holes and the patches. If you look at the whole current, the whole flow of the personhood, you know, which is not a fixed thing, but is a life form, then you think, well, this is pretty amazing that this thing happens actually arises and that's the same for everyone you can see their strength we, yeah. and their ability to empathy now very often we so you're kind of going to that place and this is what uh, contemplation or re- recollection of death takes you to it's helpful one of the things it can take you to or one of the means of going there is we start to gently put aside some of the details of the history and there's a way of putting it aside which is not dismissing it but just embracing it letting it be there including it holding it carefully and say and the feeling of and now this can move on can move on and it does move when we don't hold it as self we hold it just as a, as a form as an energetic form, as an emotional form and yeah surely part of the work is just being able to really handle some of that so you can, so that translation can occur because if we just say oh well you know this, this, this is just not self well that's conceptual, it doesn't happen that way, to go into some of the pieces where the feeling is, the contour of the feeling, the poignancy or the sinking or the stirring of regret or lostness or scrambling or whatever it feels like, or, you know, positive feeling. This is the karmic pattern. It's still activating. Those events that happened years ago are still activating at this particular place, in this particular way, and we can recreate them. Or they can be recreated. All that we bring the details up again. But you go to almost to recognizing the, the, the details, and then what's the details of the, the feeling? Not just the history, but the feeling. It could be rather simpler, actually. You know, happiness or gratitude or disappointment, sense of loss. There it is. You know. Include it. Include it at this level. Include it at the level of this too can be felt. This can be felt. It cannot be, doesn't have to be justified or explained, but it can be felt, it can be sensed. We sense it. 
feeling the presence of the, the bodily presence sense, which is not the physical structure, the external physical structure, what I was calling earlier the internal structure, the sense of an energy, an embodiment energy, most clearly characterized by the, the energy that goes along within and out breathing, kind of basic vitality, grounded, steady, rhythmic vitality to it. So we're holding that in that in that flow. So you know the particular guilt, regret. You know some people have talked about forgiveness or forgiving themselves for actions that they've done. The difficulty of that. You don't really forgive the action. As such. You know, that's, that's another something. Maybe that's something you have to think through. But more, perhaps more usefully is sense the person that you feel yourself as being in, in that action. You were violent. You, there was a violent person there. There was a callous person there. There was a reckless person there. There was a selfish person there. Mm. Yeah. So just get the sense, not so much of the action, but of that particular karmic form, the selfishness or the hurtfulness. or uh, Include it. Include it. Doesn't mean explain it, approve it, but just be present with that. Holding it in that. So you're aware of that. And you're aware right now there's a sense of the body, holding it carefully. Who is that person now? Who is she? Who is he? See them, you know, their recklessness or their impulsiveness or their, okay, this person five years ago, ten years ago, however. And including them, including them in, in the heart, sympathy, just that recognition of this energy form, widening, softening, letting it, letting it do what it needs to do. So we go to the person rather than the action. Now, you know, it's just to do with how uh, karma or old actions get cleared. And it said, you know, we inherit our actions. Well, there's a lot of actions I've done. Some good, I don't know, most of them. Can't even remember them. <laughs> most of the things. So you inherit all that lot? Not quite. What you inherit is the results of those actions. Yeah. Not the actions, but the results of the traces they leave. Now, many of them may not leave any trace, or just so minor that it doesn't really have much in it. There may be some that leave quite a strong trace, a strong trace there. And that's not really a person, it's just a, a trace, an emotional, energetic trace. And you can go back to that 
primarily through you know remember if you come if it comes up as a memory of something you've done then try to go to the who the person is because that's where that that's the most clear uh place where that particular emotional form will be found the speediness the you know the attitude that was there You'll, you'll find it in the person not in the action and the person is the trace is the what the trace is it's in there it's in that particular place so we can kind of keep lamenting over our Da, 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 actions, but you want to really retrieve and include the person. The person is not a self, but it's a particular form that arises in our, in our minds and hearts. And we don't like them very much. So yeah, that's why you have to include them. <laughs> so if you want to really say goodbye to something, you have to first of all say welcome to it. If you want to take leave of something, you first of all have to really enter it. With that sympathy, that primal sympathy. It may be then at that time, when you do touch that, when you meet that, and this is another way of explaining meeting that which arises, so the meeting is accompanied by a quality of primal sympathy, which means also that you, you can be touched by it. You get a feeling of something that touches you. Then, then, of course, then there may arise as a response a sense of compassion or of forgiveness or something of that nature may come up as a response. Well, the first thing is to, first of all, find the place where it could be sensed in that way, rather than the flurry to to forgive it, because often that flurry to to forgive it, to let go of it, to free oneself from the past, to say it doesn't really matter. We've moved a bit too fast, too quick. All these terms, forgiving, letting go, really mean get rid of this thing. I don't want it bothering me anymore. <laughs> And that's totally understandable, but it it, do, it doesn't work. You know, forgiven you five times already. It's still here with a kind of little niggling wine whinge underneath it. <laughs> so it's of course it's grand. It's the proper behaviour to you know say, oh, okay, I forgive you, but behaviour doesn't do it because this is not the behaviour that's left. Behaviour isn't lodged in you. What's lodged in you is the residue and what you what you became, what you were there. You were the hurt. You were the, the left behind. You were the insulted. You were the... And that's the one you have to, first of all, meet. You meet that, and it's a pot, there's a good chance you can then feel clear enough to meet the other. So that's the way we... We cultivate uh, forgiveness and sympathy. Include it all. Uh, paying attention to what, what's happening, meeting what arises, widening to find that place of meeting. So meeting what arises doesn't just mean 
okay, there it is, I know it. But really, that's not enough. That's, that's the beginning of it. You acknowledge it, you vituck it, vitaka, you actually name it. But the full meeting of it takes a little bit longer. You have to widen and soften and be, you know, till you really feel you're meeting. And the, the pass mark, if you like, when you've really met it, there will be this sense of, aha, ah, it's that. That's the, that's the, that's the primal sympathy. It's that. Ah. And you feel, yeah. And then you can, the response can arise. So actually, um, you know, taking leave and leaving things, leaving things behind, is a skill, and very often we're not all that good at it. You know, in, even in the present, we're not really good at it. You know, okay, bye, you know, clang, bang, door, out, car, zoom. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, or there can be a really unpleasant leaving, like slam. <laughs> you know, get out of my life, slam. You know, or suddenly somebody drops dead suddenly. You know, there, there has been a sudden loss. You haven't been able to take leave. Yeah. And then that's that's that rupture, that rupturing of the of the place of you know where we accept each other, where we're present with each other, which is what happens. Human beings, where we can't, you know, we are empathic creatures, so we, it just happens. You know, you, you you do take people in to some extent. You know, that's what it's a that's what it, it happens. So then, similarly, you can't just go flop. You know, dump, uh, uh, and when so when that's happened, there is a kind of rupturing, and a, yeah, a shock. Most obviously, when it's a very profound kind of door slamming, or sudden death, or whatever, you know, left behind suddenly without really knowing what was going on. So this, so you know. So it's always uh, necessary to, because this may indeed happen, not through anybody being um, disrespectful, it may just happen that suddenly somebody does pass away. There is that sudden loss. Or events, we suddenly find ourselves, you know, separated quickly or didn't really feel we'd said what we needed to say or something that hadn't been that, that careful disengagement so there's a little bit, this is what, you get this interference pattern. And like, oh, so-and-so, you know, what happened to her? You know, feeling of sadness or something there, not completed, because we didn't really complete it. So often this means that every day it's good to take leave of everybody. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that, that's why the recollection of uh, of death, mortality, is is something to exercise frequently because it is a way of carefully, you know, taking leave in your heart, putting aside, recognizing the humanity, recognizing it's like this, and uh, sense of what we were describing in the meditation, how to feeling of uh, 
you know what was what that what that person meant today you know she was the person who messed up my space he was the guy who snored all night you know <laughs> maybe quite small small things it's okay so but every day you keep you, you keep the heart clean you keep cleaning it's like house cleaning whatever has been said done not said she wasn't there when I wanted it he didn't turn up on time that kind of you know and you just keep that as a regular process so that if anything really big does happen then you also you know the process and you take that on and you include that and you learn to take leave of that you know, take leave it's to let it forgive it be aware of it now this is actually does help one's mindfulness there's a question here about somebody's asking about um, can we release things too quickly from our minds with mindfulness without letting them fully permeate our being I've been thinking I should be less mindful <laughs> otherwise things won't fully cut through well hmm. Um, hmm. well I've suggested perhaps that uh, this very word mindfulness we need to unpick it because it's become part of, of language and as things become part of language they tend to get jargoned jargonized and simplified perhaps like karma has yeah. And in that in that simplification, it's easier to handle, but you lose some of the some of the full meaning of it. Mm. So mindfulness, right mindfulness, arises with right view. Right view is the, the sense of the causality, the relate the relational sense. So um, mindfulness arises from this base. Now mindfulness is also connected to the word uh, for, mem- for rem- memory and remembering the old word smrti which means to remember, remember so how do you remember anything? why do you remember things? do you notice that? do you notice how memory happens? Yeah. how we have so many memories how you suddenly remember things popping out of nowhere what is it that retrieves what they, where does it come from? where are they all stored? And how come when you want to remember something, you can't? <laughs> so, me- mindfulness isn't memory, but it's, the, it's the, the, that which facilitates memory, remembering things. That which facilitates and makes it possible to remember and recollect and bring things to mind. It's the quality that enables something to come to mind and be brought to mind. Now, that's not attention. Yeah. attention can form a focus on what has been brought to mind or has been brought to sight or has been brought to touch or has been brought to hearing attention, you can place your attention on it but uh, you can't through attention remember something what do you attend to? You know, if you don't, if you can't remember it, what do you attend to? What do you put? You don't. You know, what do you put your attention on? It's not. It's not a function of attention. It's a function of mindfulness, which is something goes deeply, 
feels around, brings it up, places it there, sustains it. And so this is more how mindfulness works. It works because it takes a deeper impression of things than just attention. Uh, Mindfulness has a deeper feeling for it, for what's being being mindful of than just placing attention. So when we are mindful, we something there is a kind of permeating or a taking on the felt sense of things, the felt meaning of things. Now, for example, when we look in Satipatthana Sutta, Sutta on mindfulness, it says one is contemplates uh, a dead body. This is very obvious thing one bears one is mindful contemplating a dead body and that's not an act of attention because if you just attended a dead body there it is I can see it very clearly strung out there but no that's not it the point is you, you get something dead body dead body was alive dead get it me body this one <laughs> that one Get the, get the picture? That's where I'm going, or that's where this thing's going. There's a little more than attention going. Sometimes you're getting the, getting the message, getting the feeling, getting the perception, and a little shudder occurs. That's being mindful. <laughs> it means you really, it really enters you. You enter it, or your mind enters it, or it enters you. You get it, and you stay with that. That felt impression, that resonance. You stay with it. So you... So there's no, you don't really do releasing things with mindfulness. When you're mindful of something, is the ability to bear something in mind. It's not about releasing any, that which you bear in mind, but it's about perhaps putting aside the, that which wants to put it, push it out of your mind, like the distractedness or the covering it up, the, oh, well, so what, you know. Or, well, everybody has to die one day, so next. You know, those, the defensiveness, you know, the um, philosophizing. Hmm, Death is the nature of bodies. Very interesting. Write a paper on this and so forth. Body after four days becomes in this state and after six days goes to that. No, that's that's not it. So the ways in which we can lose the meaning that's that's what you put aside when you keep coming back to get it, get it, get it. <laughs> yeah. So when it's mindful of death, yeah. not as a clinical fact, but as a felt experience, you let it touch you, you let it permeate you. Uh, the Buddha says one is when one is mindful, one is mindful of teachings that were given long ago. One bears them in mind. One is mindful of teachings that were given long ago. So mindfulness isn't just about attending to something in a thing that's right in the present moment. It means that sense of something meaningful, the felt meaning of something, something has touched you. Yeah. That's how you can be mindful of things that occurred long ago because they may have occurred long ago, but their resonance is still there and that's what you attend to. You attend to how you were touched by that. And what is released 
from that is the various forms of proliferation around it. Should be this way, it shouldn't be that way. Uh, the judgments of that, the guilt, the the excitement, the avo- the avertance, the avoiding, the defendedness, the elect- you release all that. It's the, so it's the purification on that level. That's what you release, and then as you release some of those things, you're gradually releasing a lot of these wrappings, you know, wrappings around experience that form, come to form a lot of the way in which we strategize our experience, which, you know, which we, you know, our personality gets built around how we've organized our experience. So as you're unwrapping that, some of your personality strategies start to release. You put them aside. And it comes, as you keep that process going through bearing something in mind, as it is, the attitudes around that relinquishment, ceasing, and even the sense of self ceasing. That It's just this. It's just this. So indeed, it's necessary to to uh, permeate or be touched by, and yet it's not flooded. It's not you're going into the flooding of the experience. So it's it's um, uh, your awareness is still there. There's clear awareness. There's full awareness of that. When we're mindful of breathing in and out, it's not just placing your attention on the breathing, which may be a good place to start. Yeah. Start with that, but it's too, with that, it's too much sense of trying to hold it, and then with the, the attention faculties is is just holding something. Mindfulness is a little more about really sensing it, feeling it, bearing it in mind, letting it touch you. You know, so it's a deeper sense of that. It takes on the tonalities, the shiftingness, the changingness, and your mind is is more richly appreciating, richly taking something in. So because of that, it is a foundation for samadhi, which is the, the, you know, you could say mindfulness is a kind of concentration in that sense. Of course, the word concentration, I'm holding very carefully, is a kind of absorbing or without losing awareness of it, without sense, without losing the space without so it's not saturated flooded by but you're touched you there's a sense of that's that and you remain stable with it mindfulness helps this to remain stable in the presence of by putting aside the if and should ought to isn't this isn't that you know so it clears away doubt and restless agitation hmm. And uh, so mindfulness is not just of a particular, you know, sensed object. You can be mindful of, as we say, uh, bearing death in mind. Mindful of that, letting it touch you, taking it in. Um, Subject of practice of this nature. Include it all. And so as one's mindfulness becomes stronger more capable of bearing with rather than the shimmying, the shrugging, the defending, the 
options, the alternatives should be this way, the bringing up stories, the adding more layers, wrapping more up in it. You hold, every, include everything, include it with mindfulness. And it stops the floods of doubt, worry, guilt, regret. And it also unravels the impression that the tenacity of holding it as self, holding things as self. So we just feel, so you can let your mindfulness deepen to holding that on a level of, of energy, of feeling. So mindfulness continues as, as samadhi, even as samadhi deepens, mindfulness stays with that. It, it never, it doesn't go. It stays with that. To places where there's no thought, there's no particular sensation, it's just light or brightness, and you're mindful of that. You take that in mind. You, so you, you stay able to sense it and you know, you know, move into it or move out of it. The skill of samadhi is said to be that you can enter it, you can stay in it, and also you can leave it. It's a bit like life. <laughs> which often we kind of tumble into, sort of struggle through, and then get dumped out the other end. We don't really enter, stay with, and leave. We just feel <laughs> like, you know, coming off a, a merry-go-round. So, this is how mindfulness operates, and to include it all means also including the sense of separateness, separation, acknowledging the sense of separation with what that what that contains. So, you know, the, the poignancy, or perhaps the relief, you know, out of that one. But really, just bearing all that in mind, you include it all, and you include the fact of otherness. That we are in some ways sympathetic, resonant with each other, in some ways still I'm in this, you know. There's a sense of separateness, sympathy but separateness. And, and there's, a, there's something that would yearn to bridge that gap, you know, to be able to bridge that gap, to not be alone, but we are kind of alone together. We're alone together. There's aloneness and yet, when we recognize that, there's a true sympathy that keeps us harmonious or resonating or sympathetic to each other. So there's aloneness and togetherness at the same time. When we come to these, uh, uh, you know, spreading our awareness over the whole field of the retreat, you know, just spend some time this last day or so, you know, reflecting, noticing the people you've been with. You've just seen these forms move, moving past, shuffling, writhing on cushions, um, <laughs> mesmerized at breakfast, <laughs> you know, <laughs> queuing up round the tea urn, <laughs> shuffling off into the rain. <laughs> yeah. A sense of, you know, well, I wonder where he's at, you know. He's, you can see this being with his or her. You know, you can imagine there's something going on in that one, you know, <laughs> that you will never really know. And yet, also, just 
that, realizing we're all that. I am that to you. you know, we're all that to each other. We're all that thing that you can see from the outside is obviously engaged in its own karmic pursuits, <laughs> following its karma. You think, well, what is it like to be one of those? You know, and we're all one of those to each other. <laughs> and eventually, when you say, "It's just well, good luck," you know. <laughs> Good luck with it, you know. That's the, that's it. When you really get separateness as something we share, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then the sympathy occurs. So we, because we're separate, we're together. <laughs> you know, Real, there's that sense of the sympathy because of the separation. And uh, but because we mirror, you see, yeah, she's she's in her bubble just like I'm in mine. You know, what do you say? Just well. May you be well with that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it gives that kind of flavour to it. It's uh, the separateness is not a tragic, complete isolation because we can sympathise. The sympathy is not a complete merging, because you know, as much as I can, I can't take your pain away, as much as I'd like to. Can't do that. You know, I can't get in there and. Pull a, you know, switch the buttons or undo the levers. <laughs> we can just catalyze, we can support, we can inspire, we can encourage. That's that's it. So there's the poignant separateness, but there's, a, but there's also the tender sympathy at the same time. And this is what we are wired with, you know, as human beings. And it's that uh, just as the karma. In some ways, its forms separates us. The sympathy brings us into resonance with each other, and that's uh, from that place. You, all you can, what you feel yourself offering is the blessing. May you be well. May we be well. May our karma clear. May we remember our strength. May we abide in peace. And this is a. You know the, the way to to complete a relationship, time together, um, and anything in the past needs to anything still there for you needs to have that process. This was karma. This was a being struggling, working through their karma, operating according to that. You see, you know whoever's in there still in their bubble, and you your your graciousness is to say I can. I can uh, see them in themselves just as that and uh, not as um, the way my fear or my sadness or my bitterness is making them. This is the way we release sentient beings. We liberate all beings from the grasping and the confusion of of our distorted relationships. So tonight is our last evening together and uh, I think tomorrow I suggest we have a, a kind of a, a leave-taking. <clears throat> the monastic life, it's, uh, taking leave is, is happening, you know, is, is thoroughly done. We do it thoroughly, taking leave, we 
pay respects, we take leave, is clear. And there's often a sense of forgiveness, blessing that occurs with that. So the leave-taking is always carefully, consciously done so that often there's nothing much to let to put aside. But if there is, that can be recognized, acknowledged, seen sympathetically and put aside. So the leave-taking is always trying to clear up anything where there might be the snagging of regret that we leave bits of each other in each other. You know, I leave a a disappointment in you. (laughs) You know, I don't want to leave anything that's been disappointing. I don't want to leave leave you stuck with that. I want to leave it so it's as easy and light as possible. Mm. So this sense of uh, of being um, concluding... uh, um, so, uh, what I generally recommend, I notice that uh, have very touched by the expressions of gratitude and appreciation that many of you, have, I think most, I don't think anybody hasn't said or given me that feeling that they've appreciated. Don't think anybody said this is a complete waste of time. <laughs> Messed my life up. Actually, <laughs> just being polite, but. <laughs> Generally, there's been a sense of appreciation that was interesting, useful, you know, thank you. And some notes have been left, so I'm very grateful for that. And I also feel very privileged that, um, you know, you've given me so much attention and and shown me so much trust. You You sign up for something, and this fellow comes in you've never seen before, takes away your evening meal. That's not a very nice way to start a relationship, is it? <laughs> anyway, she'd get up early in the morning, sit, sit still on a cushion, you know, hours on end. And it's, you know, it's just a way to be friendly to people. <laughs> and of course, there may be things I've said that maybe seem patronizing or, or um, you know, dismissive or, you know, talking down at people. These are things that may occur. So... Um, you know, and so I'm, I'm very touched and privileged that that you've been so open and shared so much of your your experience with me, allowed me to to see and to and to be with you in this very beautiful way, and and put your energy and effort into this. And this, to me, is actually, you know, if somebody says, "Why do I do retreats?" and sometimes I think with myself, "Why do I do retreats?" <laughs> and this is why I do retreats. <laughs> That's why I do retreats. It's not just a matter of doing a job to, you know, teach the Dhamma, which is, yeah, it's good to teach the Dhamma, but really it's very nourishing and inspiring to experience and be allow you know, people being so open and uh, genuine and honest as they, as we can be. So it kind of, it fills me and it uh, gladdens me. It makes me more appreciative and more admiring and more in wonder at the human condition and its majesty and its forms, its complexities and its basic strength to handle and be with all this karmic stuff. And so I see this in you and, uh, you know, because I, 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 I hear you at a certain depth and I really encourage you to, to see yourself at those places rather than just that the... I'm not as this, I should be that kind of personality level, but 
really to see your humanity as you showed it to me. And I feel very touched by that. So, Anamodana, appreciation. And if anything that I have uh, said, you know, please don't give me a list, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that went down the wrong way, you know, well, just, you know, <laughs> so it is. <laughs> yeah. So now it's just nine, so if it's time for us to, um, people to do as you see fit, and perhaps tomorrow we could more formally and more, more uh, beautifully have a, a leave, leaving time, leave taking ceremony for you, rather than just everybody just charges out the door. Oh, just to also mention that we did bring some books 